listening to the Having a Yarn podcast. I'm Britt. And I'm Em. We are just two good mates from Melbourne that like to have a yarn. Join us each week where we share our real life stories and experiences. Welcome back. Thank you. How Welcome are you? to you. Welcome to my home. Yes. Recording from my place today. Not, uh, what's the word? Not a remote recording. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's good to be here. How's your day been? Yeah, lovely. Uh, went to PT this morning, bright and early. Came home, had a shower, had some brekkie, brought in my washing, put a new load of washing on, hung out with the dogs. You arrived and now we're recording. Jeez, so what a productive morning for you, mate. Very productive for me. So that fit life, it's still still kicking on? Oh, fit life's kicking. <laughs> it's kicking. <laughs> it's kicking. What it's have you got to yarn about? That's my yarn about it. Yep. I, it's a real positive one this week, actually. Great. Uh, usually my yarn about it is something that I'm not happy with, but okay. I know I have previously mentioned that things are going well with my eating habits and... Um, I've been exercising a lot more and like that's continued for nearly four weeks in like I've been exercising prior to that but I didn't have all the elements coming together and I've got to say I'm feeling great I have energy I'm getting things done my so you know how I spoke about that pair of jeans and the fly yeah broke broke yeah (laughs) well it's been like nearly two weeks since then and I have a different pair of jeans that I bought at the same time that are the same size and I'm currently wearing them now. And Woo! I couldn't previously wear them. <laughs> that is a bloody win for the week, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a real win. So that's very exciting. It's your treat. Is that your treat of the week as that's well? It's a bit of a treat, yeah. yeah. It wasn't the treat of the week, but it's a bit of a treat. Mm. But yeah, I just, I can't um, emphasize how much the whole eating thing has changed things for me. I'm just feeling Great. really good. For the first time in a long time, feeling very positive about things, which is really nice. Mm. I feel like once you you start one and the other one kind of follows, you know? Yeah. Like this morning, I actually got up at 7.30, dragged myself to the gym for the first <laughs> time in probably six or seven weeks. Yes. Um, so that was a real win for me. Um, and then like after the gym, I just felt like good and I was like, yeah, I'll make myself a good breakfast. I was going to make eggs and like some veg, but didn't have time for that oh, <laughs> just had some cereal it's fine i'll okay. have it for lunch all right good um but it's just funny how like once you do the one of those things like mm. the exercise part you just like the healthy eating kind of just like comes yeah comes naturally you know when you don't try and jump into everything at once and you just ease yourself into it making small changes it's just amazing incredible like it's been nearly four weeks and i haven't just like eat, binge eaten anything like i haven't bought chips i haven't like had ridiculous amounts of food like i'm controlling my portions of potato when i cook potato like just like i'm still having potato because that's okay but i'm having a normal amount in moderation exactly fantastic no no hashy bees on the way home no None. dt and i went through the dt and got a coffee the other day just a medium ice latte full cream milk no sugar yep love that for you thank you <laughs> and i wanted a hash brown so bad and i didn't do it Congratulations. And I didn't really want the hash brown. 
I just like could smell it and I was like, mm. I know that I love a hash brown, but I do not need And this. it's probably literally just more of like you're in that habit of like you whenever you go through a drive through, mm-hmm. you just order a hash brown or you order fries exactly. or something. So you're probably your mind's probably telling you, Oh yeah, order a hash brown, but you don't actually like want it. No, and I didn't need it. I knew I was coming home and I was having breakfast. And because I didn't have it, I made sure I, I cooked up some um baked or like not baked, like just put some potatoes with some spice and stuff in the oven to have with my dinner. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I deserve these taters. <laughs> these tots? <laughs> these home cooked taters. <laughs> oh, I didn't have a hash brown. And I'm Love that. proud of myself. Well done. Thank you. Takes, uh, what do they say? It takes 21 days to form a habit. Nearly there. Oh, well, it's definitely been 21 days. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Nah, that's like, that's big for you. It's like, nasty. you drive like, and Emily drives like two hours all up like to and from work each day and like especially when you like those late nights when you're doing like afternoon shift and you finish really late and you're like I'm just tired and hungry Mm -hmm. it's so easy to just pull into a drive-thru on the way home oh yeah because by the time I get home it's like 10 o'clock and I'm like well and especially when you live with other people because like it's a really awkward time to be cooking yeah um so I have to have something prepared if I want to eat and like it's just an awkward time to eat in general yeah like i don't really want to be eating that late so it's a bit annoying but now i'm in this pattern of trying to start eating earlier in the day than what i previously was so i can fit minimum three meals in a day so that i'm not like craving bad food but like when it gets to that time you're not like starving and you just want to give in to everything exactly because you're like i need it i'm Mm -hmm. making sure that i always have like snacks in my bag so if i am driving home and i really need a snack i've got a box of like almonds or something to yeah which is i feel like that is the key like Proper, prior, preparation, prevents. Piss poor performance. Thank you, David. (laughs) Again. (laughs) But it's so true. Like, I just, I drive, like, 30 minutes as well, like, probably an hour to and from work. And, like, if I don't have, like, snacks in my bag, Mm. then it's just so easy to just, like, give in. in. For sure. So, yeah, great, mate. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Living this fit life. Fit life. Stay tuned. Keep watch. <laughs> Where will we be in two more weeks? <laughs> Who knows? Um, what about you? You got anything to yarn about, mate? Oh, yes. Always got something to yarn about. Hit me. <laughs> Always something. Well, Riz and I, Ryan and I, my partner, have just... <laughs> Thank you for this clarification. <laughs> well, it's mainly Ryan's hobby that he's taken up in the last couple of weeks. He's decided he wants to grow some chilies. Lovely. Um... And so he's bought all the like chili seeds and like jalapeno seeds, all these varieties. Sorry about that. We just had to contain Emily's dogs. Sorry, <laughs> that's what you heard in the background. That was them playing. <laughs> I've got Brent up at the table. Yes, we've contained them. So hopefully they keep quiet for now. Um, yeah. So I was saying he's bought all these chili seeds, jalapenos, habaneros, like all the types of chilies. Wow. And the whole back, pretty much back area, back tables full of them. Um, so yeah, we went to Bunnings yesterday and we actually found like established chili plants and they're only like $4 each and like little capsicum plants, um, and some herbs. So we bought those and yeah, we're pretty much just starting our own chili and herb and That's capsicum so growing. You'll thing. be living off the land soon. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That'll save some money for you. It will. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the herbs thing is really cool as well because like you go to the shops and you get like, I know that like a small pack of the herbs cause you want to yeah. use it in like one meal. And I feel like you just end up like wasting it cause you don't need the whole thing. Yeah. 
And it's like, it costs you like three or four dollars when like that basil plant I bought yesterday was literally four dollars. Mm. And I can just take what I want and let when it keep yeah. keep going. So perfect. Love that for me. Great. It's my yarn about it. Good. Love it. All right. Well, should we move on to the topic of today? Let's hit it. All right. I'm ready. What's the topic? Tell me. Hit me. The topic for today is premature ovarian insufficiency. Right. Otherwise known as premature ovarian failure. Failure. Okay. Yeah. And can you explain a little bit about what that is and why we're talking about it? Yeah. Well, so I mentioned this in my pregnancy video um, that I had a lot of stuff sort of going on before I found out I was pregnant. Um, So pretty much premature ovarian insufficiency is basically early menopause, like premature menopause. Um, And it's basically when like the woman's ovaries stop functioning normally before the age of 40. Wow. Yeah. Which is very early. Quite early. I mean, um, the average sort of like, they say the average age that people with POI like kind of begin to have premature POI, which POI is the abbreviation for premature ovarian insufficiency, is like age 27, which is like really young. Yeah, For your ovaries to stop working properly. Okay. And so how long ago, so you found out that you had this? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I've been fully diagnosed yet, but after doing a bunch of tests, my gynecologist pretty much said, like, you will eventually fall into this category. Yeah. Um, so that was maybe August or September last year Yeah, when I was doing all these tests. Yeah. Wow. That's like, that's a lot of information to be told at once that you're like, this is a category I'm about to fall into. And so how did you know, like, how did you know you needed to go to the doctor to find this out? Like, how did that all happen? Yeah, so I feel like this is an interesting one because I went to the doctor. Basically, my main symptom, it was like I had a low sex drive and I had a few other symptoms as well, which were totally explained once he told me about this POI. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much early menopause. So I had like hot flushes and night sweats, which are symptoms that people like women in menopause have. Um, so basically like I kept putting off going to the doctor, um, because I was like, it's fine. It's just me. Like, I'm just stressed. Like, that's why I have a low sex drive, blah, blah, blah. And like, I think it's really important to definitely go to the doctor. If you know that something's not right, Mm -hmm. um, don't be like me and avoid it. Like I'm lucky that Ryan actually like pushed me. He's like, you need to like go to the doctor. Like something's not right. Um, and he was the one that pushed me to go. So if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't know about this. Wow. That's really lucky. Yeah. Um, so I went to the doctor about that, told her my symptoms. She then did a bunch of just like normal blood tests, like testing my sex hormones. Mm -hmm. So they test like thyroid, estrogen, testosterone, and maybe a couple of others. Um, and the results came back pretty much. Everything was normal except my estrogen. So 
my estrogen was super low. It was pretty much the same as a woman going through menopause, which was quite scary. Um, Like it was good because I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like there's definitely something going wrong. Yeah. Something wrong with me. It's what that's causing these symptoms. But also to be told that (laughs) you're at a stage of a woman going through menopause when you're 24 is, oh, I was actually 23 at the time, which is pretty scary. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she, like my doctor was pretty much straight away like, oh, like if you have kids, like, like you should keep it because you might not be able to have kids. And it's just like crazy because I went to the doctor. I didn't go to the doctor for a fertility reason. Like Mm. I went to the doctor because I had these symptoms. Um, And then, yeah, she suggested I come off the pill. So I'd been on the birth control pill for about six or seven years. Um, Like I hadn't had any breaks on it. Um, And she said like, look, I would like recommend you coming off it. Um, so I did that and then she referred me to a specialist, so a private obstetrician and gynecologist. Nice. And so how long did you have the symptoms for before you saw a doctor? Um, I reckon I probably had the symptoms for maybe 12 months or just over 12 months. Yeah, wow, it's a long time. Which is, yeah, quite a long time. But like, like I said, I could have easily just kept living my life and... Yeah not done anything about it and then because <laughs> there's subtle enough symptoms for you to be like it's just like me it's true and yeah because it happens gradually probably yeah you just like blame it on other things going on yeah so it's hard to identify and pretty much because the something. main symptom was low sex drive which I think that's why I didn't want to go as well because it's kind of like it was an embarrassing symptom like I'm 20 I was 23 and I was like I have low sex drive this is embarrassing like yeah um like I was kind of embarrassed to go to the doctor um and then I think towards the end like I think a month or so before I went to the doctor I had been starting to get the hot flushes and the night sweats and that was when I was kind of like okay I should probably go to the doctor yeah and lucky you did lucky I did yeah (laughs) so you got referred to the gynecologist yeah um and how how long did it take you to get in to see the gynecologist? Pretty much straight away. She said, like, you might as well go private because it is quite affordable. Um, and because of COVID, she was like, if you go public, it might take, you know, eight to 12 months maybe because yeah. of COVID and stuff. Um, so I went to the gynecologist mm-hmm. and it was – I got something back off Medicare as well. So it really – it was pretty affordable. I think it was and $30 or something for my first appointment, which yeah. is not too bad. Um, basically he just asked me about my family history and then he did an internal ultrasound, which an experience <laughs> <laughs> never had one of those before, but that was fun. And I mean, now with the news, it's like a good thing to get used to. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I've had about four or five now, so. <laughs> um, okay. So then, so you went to the gynecologist, he did some, like asked questions, did some more tests and things like that. Yeah. Um, and what was the process like when you were seeing the gynecologist? Like, were you in the space where you were like, okay, if I, if this is my only option, like I want kids now or were you like sort of freaking out about the idea of 
that? What, what happened from here with him? What was his advice? Yeah, I think I definitely, it turned to a lot more about me like having kids and I was definitely thinking a lot about that. I definitely, it's funny because when you get told you might not be able to have something, it's like you want it more. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if you had asked me, couple of years ago like I had no plans to have kids when I was 24 like Mm. I Ryan and I wanted to travel and we wanted to like buy a house and probably have kids when we're like 30 yeah but I mean COVID happened a lot of stuff's happened I got this news and it really changed everything for us yeah um so yeah he did the test pretty much the test they do to determine whether you have POI is they'll do internal ultrasounds to look at the ovaries. So he looked at my ovaries and I think my left ovary was a bit smaller than usual. So it was a bit abnormal. Um, Then they do a range of blood tests. So he did a blood test called the AMH blood test. And that pretty much looks at your egg count and your ovarian reserve. So it doesn't tell you how many eggs you've got, which is what I thought it did. Yeah. Um, but it'll give you like a level sort of thing. Okay. And there's a chart. So basically for a woman who's 24 years old, the average level that they like the average egg count level is about 35 to 50. And my levels were level eight. (laughs) Okay. So that was like, after that, I was like, just pretty certain that I wouldn't be able to have kids naturally. Um, then they do they test for autoimmune diseases as well so like things like turner syndrome hashimoto's because they say that if you've got an autoimmune disease that can be the cause of premature ovarian insufficiency okay um so i did like i felt like it was like literally 50 blood tests but (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of blood tests um none of those came back like showing up with anything so that was all clear um And yeah, after all the results came back, he was pretty much like, I guess you have two options. You can try for kids now, try to have kids when you're younger, or you can freeze your eggs. Yeah. Um, So at the time, Ryan and I, I was pretty much like, whatever, like, let's just see what happens. But Ryan was like, no, like I want to buy a house first and get set up first. Um, So we were like, okay, let's look at freezing eggs um, so I'd actually booked in with the Royal, I got a referral, referral to the Royal Women's Hospital, yeah. um, which was really cool because they don't normally take people like me. Yeah. Um, and I had booked in to do an egg retrieval this month, actually. Oh, wow. And then funnily enough, I found out I was pregnant in November. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, two sort of questions come out of that. Yeah. The egg retrieval, is that something that you would still consider doing now that you're pregnant just for the future? Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like after we have um, our first child, like, I just don't know. The thing is, he says, like, they can't determine when this is going to sort of kick in. Yeah. So people with POI, the symptoms are sort of like heavy, like, heavy bleeding or missed periods, mm-hmm. um, mood swings, decreased sex drive, night sweats, blood incontinence, hot flushes. Um, there's a few others, but 
basically the main thing I found with people that can't get pregnant with it is that they've got missed periods or irregular periods. Okay. So I was lucky enough where on the pill, I had all regular periods coming off the pill. I'd only been off the pill for maybe three months before I got pregnant and they were all regular too, which was a good sign, but it was like, as soon as I found out that news, literally every month, like I was like waiting for my period. Yeah, stressful. It was yeah. so stressful. And Which like, doesn't help. <laughs> oh, not at all. Yeah. And I remember like just as soon as I got it, I was like this sense of relief, you yeah. know, like everything's still kind of working. Um, so, yeah, they can't like he can't be like, OK, you've got a few years left until yeah. this is going to kick in. It's really so unpredictable. So I think we will still look at doing an egg retrieval yeah. Um, because like, as I get older, my eggs, my eggs are only going to go down. Yeah. Um, but if we, we might not be like, we might not even use them, Yeah. but I just feel like safety, yeah. Yeah, it's a sure. precaution kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was also going to ask you as well, do they know why you might have it? Like, is it something that's genetic or is there a reason why it happens to people? Not really, to be honest. Like, there's really not that much research about it out there as to why people get it. So um, one of the common ones which I said was if you've got autoimmune disease, then you're more likely to have it. Yeah. That could be a cause. Um, Another cause is, like, if you've had chemotherapy or radiation therapy, um, that sort of... I guess exposes you to it. Mm. Um, And then they say also lifestyle factors can come into it, like stress, which I think maybe that's why I have it because I feel like I've kind of always lived a really like busy kind of stressful go, go, go life. Yeah. But it's really like so uncertain. Yeah. It's really strange, isn't it? Yeah. I think, and like, obviously you mentioned you and you said a lot when you first sort of found out about it is that like lots of people talk about PCOS and lots of people talk about endometriosis and like so much more now which is fantastic than what it used to be yeah um but when you were trying to find information about this it just wasn't that much information out there there weren't really people that were talking about it and there there's no there wasn't that much information to help you um to sort of understand it all because there there hasn't been enough like funding into the research of what it actually is i don't think yeah case yeah exactly like that's why i think i felt so alone like in the few months that i was like dealing with this like information i was like honestly probably i don't know if i was depressed but i was very like in a bad headspace i was very like down about everything and it's probably like one of the worst headspaces i've ever been in yeah um And yeah, like I would Google on, I'd go on YouTube and search for it. And I think I found maybe two people talk about it. One was like similar to my age and one was a little bit older. Um, And like I'd look for podcasts about it. And I think there was a couple of podcasts that had, you know, doctors talking about it or Mm. gynecologists talking about it, but not personal experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Not people like me. And I was like, okay. Um, So, yeah, the statistics at the moment are one in a thousand females aged 15 to 21 get diagnosed with POI. Yeah, wow. Which is really not that many. No. And then one in a hundred aged 30 to 31. So it's like, especially to be under 30 and like 
be diagnosed with sure. it, it's pretty rare. I wonder how many people would go undiagnosed like without knowing that that's what their problem was when they just give up without sort of finding out why things aren't working or, yeah. you know, or it's too late. And I don't know, but I just wonder like what those stats would be like if more people were like had awareness. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing I want to make people aware like it's an awkward thing to talk about like like I said my main symptom was low sex drive like it's like pretty full-on for me to just come out here and talk about that it's Mm. a bit embarrassing but I want people if you are in a similar situation to like take this and like go and just have a few tests like it really like it's bulk build like just the blood test even just have the blood tests check your hormone levels and see like if everything's normal Mm. um because, yeah, like, if I hadn't have gone to the doctors and found out, I could have gone – I reckon I could have gone years without knowing and maybe it would have been too late for me to have kids. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just never know. Yeah, it's so lucky that you went. Yeah. And it's so great that you're willing to talk about it as well so that you're sort of starting the change of people also talking about it so that maybe when someone else finds out, they might be able to listen to this podcast and feel less alone than what you felt at the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So and I mean – I feel like my experience, I mean, there's people, there's going to be people with way worse experiences of POI than me. Like, I'm just so lucky that I found out and it was only a short, like a few months of me, you know, kind of suffering. And then Mm. I was lucky enough to get pregnant pretty much straight away, which I mean, that's rare for people that don't have any hormone issues. That's like a rare thing to get pregnant straight away. Let alone when you do have those issues. Exactly. It's crazy. So, I mean, my heart goes out to everyone that suffers with infertility issues or is going through something similar. Like, I just feel like unless you've gone through it, you, you just don't, you can't explain the feeling of feeling like alone and like no one, no one like understands you sort of thing. Yeah. And it's so like great that this is a positive story that you can tell because that hopefully will give someone a little bit of hope who's going through it as well. I know that's what I that's what I hope because I mean I made a post last night on my Instagram which I've restarted my Instagram now um from I've spoken about this last week my keto Instagram I've now kind of revamped it so it's more with my YouTube channel and it's kind of like going to document my journey of pregnancy and everything like that um and I made a post like pretty much explaining this premature ovarian situation and the stuff before I found out I was pregnant and it made me think like because when you see someone post a pregnancy announcement you're like yeah oh that's great for them but you don't no one thinks about what's happened before that leading up to that for sure yeah you don't know like they could have had miscarriages they could have had infertility struggles yeah they could have been you know they could have been trying for three or four years you don't know longer longer some people you know you just don't know because everyone just shows the highlights on Instagram. They show what they want you to see. Yeah, and because most of our communication is now done through social media, if you're not hearing the full story from people. Yeah. And you're not always talking about it in person. No. Um, because you find out through that stream, it's just like you don't have that personal conversation where you know. To be able to like express that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's not the same connection. And I just think it's so... I feel like a few people now are starting to talk about stuff like miscarriages and stuff. 
a bit more openly on like place places like YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. But it's just it's so taboo, and I, like it doesn't have to be like no, and it doesn't have to be something that you want to like. You don't have to talk about it if you really don't want to, because yeah. everybody deals with things in different ways. Of course. But it's so important that if you feel like you need to talk about it, that you can openly talk about it with whoever you want to. Yeah. Because that's like it's only gonna if that's how you deal with things, then it's only gonna help you. And then it's going to only help other people. Exactly. Yeah. I just feel like I had an opportunity to talk about this after searching for like information online and not being able to get any sort of story or relevant, I don't know, information that like resonated with me. So yeah. it's just like, I really wanted to talk about it. Good. And I'm glad you did. Thank you. Are there any other like... Oh, actually, I just wanted to say as well, if you mm -hmm. are listening to this podcast, then I do highly recommend that you do jump onto Brit's YouTube or her Instagram, Brittany Katrina. Yes. On Instagram. Is it Brittany.Katrina? Yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. And just Brittany Katrina on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah, because the information she puts out there is fantastic, really well written and really well said on the YouTube. And I think people will find comfort in what you have to say. Thank you. No Thank worries. you, mate. No worries. Yeah, um, I feel like I am starting to... I've always been a pretty open person, like, with my friends and with people. I just feel like I tell a lot and I open up a lot. And yeah, I love, I love sharing because, like, if someone can benefit from me telling my story, then... That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so, a really good thing. Yeah. All right. Great. I think that's it, really, that's it. on the topic. Fantastic. Um, if anyone has any questions or wants to know a bit more, like feel free to message me on Instagram. Yep. I'm always open to messaging and talking to anyone that wants to chat. Great. <laughs> I'll message you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to end this one with our treat of the week. Yep. Would you like to go first? Actually, I feel like you have a better treat of the week than me. Do I, though? Oh, no, you go first. I don't know. I feel like we have pretty... Mine's pretty basic. Pretty... I feel like we've been in lockdown and we haven't really done much in the last week. Mm. So, I mean, mine's a Netflix series, which you recommended last week. Yeah, I'm already, we've already spoken about this. We've already this. spoken about this. Anyway, I was sick for a few days earlier this week, and one of the days I literally watched the whole season of Firefly Lane, recommended by M. Such a treat for you. That was a treat. That was Very a real good, good treat. Um, we both now highly recommend. Oh, yeah. If you haven't watched it and you want something to binge watch, Firefly Lane on Netflix. Please. Um, And then I just have one quick one as well. Yeah. A potty that I've been listening to, so it's also recommended by you. <laughs> it's good. It's a goodie. It's a goodie. Um, we we both love it, and friend of the show Mac loves it too. Loves it. It actually like quite reminds us of the three of us because yeah. it's I feel like it's a time warp. I feel like that's us in in like five or ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's basically these two mums who do a podcast. Um, it's called We Don't Have Time For This. Yeah. Gemma oh. Pina is in it, who I have followed her. Actually, I looked at the date that I started following her, and it was 2014 when wow. I started. Yeah, because she was on Neighbours, like yeah. when Margot Robbie was on Neighbours. And um, she's a photographer. Her photography is incredible. She runs these awesome photography um, classes, and I just think she's an awesome human being. I love everything she has to say. And yeah, so I've been following her for so long. When she started this podcast, I was like, this is going to be good. 
and they haven't not disappointed. She does it with her um, friend who's called Revsy, Kate Revs. Yeah, she's a treat. Yeah. I feel like she's like, I don't know, I feel like she's more like me. Mm, she's more so. a bit like, I don't know, Bogan and a bit like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know she's how just to describe fun. She's it. Like, she's just like up, upbeat all the time, but also yeah. she doesn't care that her opinions not, might not be loved by everyone as well. Like yeah. she just goes for it. She's really yeah. like raw and just like sets it how it is. Yeah, and she's like very real. real. Yeah. They're yeah. both real. Oh, they're both so real. But Jenna's so like, she's quite proper and she everything's is. very perfect. And like, I feel like it's but she just is kind of that. Mac That's in the her. friendship. Though. Yeah, I think so. Mac's quite the proper friend, does everything like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But then they have this. So the last episode, they have the good mum on. Yeah. Claire. They talk about the good mum, which um, they have her on. And then um, Emily was saying when she listened to it, I haven't finished the app yet, but. She was like, it just reminded me of like you, me, and Mac just yeah. sitting around chatting. Yeah, it was literally just like that. It was so like I was listening to it. I was driving, and I did not stop smiling and laughing the whole time because it just felt so familiar. Yeah, like everything they said, and like the the things they were talking about was a lot of like parental things. So it wasn't like that relevant to me, but just the way they were talking about it and like the way they spoke to each other was so relevant it was I know. so funny and like even the last episode with them with um kate was talking about Gemma's wedding in bali yeah when kate because kate had her first daughter like five years i think before Gemma had her first child yeah so she was like the first mum in like the group mm. sort of thing there was a bit of a gap and she was talking about how like she was like at Gemma's wedding and she had this like little like baby one-year-old yeah. one-year-old and it was full on and I was, was like, all the way it was in Thailand. I think. Oh Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all the way in Thailand. And she's <laughs> like, You tried to put us in the most perfect room, but it was like the room next to where the speakers were and you guys were all shouting in the pool and like I just needed sleep and it was really hard, but I was never gonna complain about it because like this was about you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh I What love a legend. Them. <laughs> I just feel like I can picture that as me with my child at yeah. like your wedding or yeah. something. <laughs> Like, this is going to happen. Yeah. I can imagine that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. mate, I'm getting married in Scotland. You've got to be there. You're like, I don't have money or time for this activity. <laughs> like, well, I'm going to have to go, aren't I? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. We're going to Turkey. <laughs> yeah, well, we're still going to Turkey. Okay. This yeah. is like a running thing since I think we were, after we went to New Zealand maybe. Yeah. We've decided we want to go to Turkey too. <laughs> yeah. And then when I went overseas... When I was in Morocco, I remember messaging you and being like, we are going to Turkey. Yeah. Like, I will leave the day I get back. <laughs> Financially not achievable, but... No. Yeah. I mean, we ne we've nearly booked it about two or three times. Yes. Like, <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close. And then something's happened. And, and I feel like if COVID to. hadn't have happened, we would have booked it. I reckon it. we would have, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. What Things have changed. I did. I had, I had my place held last year to go in May. <laughs> This year, oh, last year, yeah, yeah, just in case. Yeah, I was holding a spot and then no, <laughs> didn't no, happen. no, thank you, COVID. Yeah, anyway, uh, my trade of the week is you know, not great, but it's good. <laughs> it's, I mean, it is great, it's just a smoothie recommendation. <laughs> oh, copycat from last week, yeah. Well, I was thinking about your smoothie, and then when I posted the photo of your smoothie, I was like, oh, I really want a smoothie, and I was like, I'm gonna make one of my go to smoothies, which was strawberries, bananas, milk ice and a drop of vanilla essence the vanilla essence is the key factor here it that changes is the key. everything no matter what you're having just chuck some vanilla essence in 
Great. Yeah, really great for the fit life. Maybe you should post that. I will. On this week's gram. Don't you worry. At havingayarn.podcast on it. the IG. That's if you fun. haven't already followed us there. Check it out. Come have a yarn. Come have a yarn. And tell us about your truth of the week. Love that. <laughs> or any smoothie recommendations. Oh, Mine's already up here. for it. You bloody let us know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's Let's it for it. today. <laughs> Let's hit it. Time to hit the I road. I've got to boot off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I right. heard your dog sitting. Am I? <laughs> yeah, you're hanging around. I'm at the ranch for the weekend. <laughs> all right, thanks guys for listening. We really appreciate all your support every week. Yeah. The OG listeners, we you know you. who you are. We love you. We love you. Love you. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you, bye now. Bye.